welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. I'm Connie Bowman, and ladies, this one is for you. It's the month of love, so we have with us Sierra Bender, who is the holder of space for all of us goddesses. She's a master teacher who's taught at Kripalu and Omega as well as all around the world. Her book, Goddess to the Core, has become a Bible of sorts for many of her students and and those who look up to Sierra for her guidance. And she's currently at work on the final touches of her Sierra Bender Empowerment Method, which is also being researched at American University in Washington, D.C., very exciting. And then her Goddess University, which is being created to empower women and girls, and it's an online university. And I want to hear all about that, Sierra. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Welcome, Connie. Thanks for having me as always. Thank you for coming. It's so wonderful to talk to you. you. You always give us such empowering messages in just by just by talking to us so I'm, I'm happy to have you here tell yeah. us a little bit more about um, the Sierra Bender empowerment method and also Goddess University because those are two new programs before we go into our juicy meaty subject of goddess in the bedroom sure um, the Sierra Bender empowerment method actually is the method that I speak about in the book it's a four body fit system that is now being um, clinically studied by American University. Yeah, that's exciting, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's, it went above and beyond what I ever expected. And uh, actually, uh, Dr. Debbie Norris, who's the head of the Department of Psychology at American University, also owns the Mindfulness Center in Bethesda, Maryland. And I did the workshop, Goddess to the Core, following what the book is about and the method. And she's like, you've got to measure this. She says, Sierra... The, when the women come in, in a matter of 11 hours, they're a totally different person. And what are you doing with them? So she, so she uh, said, look, I, I want to help you because this is just amazing what you're doing. And, you know, I was just like, I, I, I love what I do. I know what I'm doing. But it's really interesting because, uh, you know, everybody wants proof. You know, right. The intellectual right. mind has to come in and prove what you're doing. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'm going to marinate that. And I'm going to work with that, and I'm going to, um, you know, prove what I need to prove. So I did, and we measured five. There's five um, parts of the measurement of what empowerment actually is. To me, empowerment is self-love that I will not conform. That I know what my true authentic self is, and I'm going to stand in that true authentic self. And going back to the method is is that. When I passed over, Spirit God, I like to say God, asked me for questions, which helped put me into alignment of understanding love is not just an emotion, but the most powerful force grounded by action and responsibility. So the four questions are very simple. Spiritually, where did you dis- disconnect from the source of my love? Mentally, what were the belief systems from your culture, religion, media that took you away from the source of this love? Emotionally, why you continually punish yourself not feeling worthy of this love? And physically, why do you keep doing the same thing over and over, resisting this love, attracting the same actors and actresses? And I'm like, wow. Okay, like, you jumped right into this, Sierra. You jumped right into your near-death experience. For anybody who hasn't read Sierra's story in her book, Goddess to the Core, she had a near-death experience, almost bled to death, right? Oh, gosh. And she, God, Spirit, came to her and t- gave her these four messages, powerful messages, and go, take it from there. <laughs> Thank you. So it's just so much information. It's always so hard for me to edit myself. No, and you're good. Keep going. 
It's just, uh, just yes. So the four questions I was able to answer very easily and just put me into alignment with going back to my true authentic self. And in that, I would say, you know, this is also the, 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 the title of the book, Goddess of the Core, is where am I not standing in my true authentic self? Where am I not standing in my core, my core being, my core beliefs, my, my core morals and values? And so those four questions actually help everyone come into alignment themselves. So it's really about getting the seed of where you're not loving yourself or where are you conforming to what's not healthy for you. And that's really, for me, the definition of what helped me understand what is empowerment and then actually teaching this to other women, which I really didn't think, you know, hey, I'm going to teach this. It just kind of came. Yeah. When you when you got those four questions, you kind of took it and ran. You I ran. So the, the five measurements that are being measured is, is one is power, that women walk away feeling how feel powerful, not powerful over, powerful within also. Um, 90% growth rate. Then they felt more self-esteem, 87%. Then they felt community and leadership. They felt that they want to be around a community. They want to lead in community environments, which really is really interesting because getting down to the seed of with women and their biggest fear is leading. So it's teaching them how to not get in front of a room and do a speech and lead, you know, uh, be this almighty leader, but lead their family, lead their communities, lead their own life. So it's just very interesting that um, that they don't fear the leadership roles. The other one was um, my, my favorite is righteous anger, that they have the right to be angry because of the injustice of feminine essence. That instead of taking anger inward, which is creating depression and addiction and all these things that are going around in our society, that they have the they have the right to stop. But how do you teaching them how to channel that anger to create movement, to create change, to create actually creativity? Um, so they're they're harnessing that anger and using it in in a, a beautiful, transformative way. So the last part of the measurement was control. of women walked away feeling more in control, control of their destiny, control of their lives, control, meaning having optimism of their future. So those are the five measurements. And American University was so impressed that, you know, I don't know if most people don't understand what measurements are, but, you know, in the FDA or anything that you have to approve, you only need a 20% growth rate. So they saw the growth rate of, 90%, 50%, 87%, 77%. They're like, oh, my God, what is going on here? This is like we've never seen these measurements before and and in only 11 hours. Yeah. That's why they're very interested in it and continuing it. And for me, it's also proving that uh, politically, you know, here's what's going on with our society, with women and what have you. So here's your facts, people. You You can't fight against facts, you know? Right. It's working. It's working. And and talk a little bit about Goddess University. You're bringing in some really heavy hitters from Harvard, right, to work with women and girls to uh, teach them empowerment over webinars on the internet. Yes, Goddess University. I've always wanted to create my own university. And, uh, you know, it's really funny because when you watch the movie, uh, you know, they all go to school to be wizards. Oh, Harry Potter, the Harry (laughs) Potter. 
<laughs> my mind is always going. But I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I need to do a Cottage University. <laughs> oh, like Hogwarts. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, come on, come on, girls. Let's all gather. Let's all learn. Let's go to school. You know, and uh, I, I just love educating myself, but um, also having fun doing it. So it's really about educating women on different subjects from their health to, to politics and then also historical um, understanding, you know, uh, the beauty and the history of women, her story. Her story. I love it. And also, you know, because we don't learn this in school, you know, history means his story. And it's, it's not anti-anything. It's just expanding different perspectives of what you're doing, why you're doing it, and how is it affecting you. And then also political, which is a lot of women don't even know what their own rights are. And we've lost, we've lost connection. And um, we're always so busy that we're not paying attention. And that's how basically our rights are also taken away. So it's really educating women on, you know, we're still fighting against abortion. We're still fighting over these ridiculous political things that always go back to really um, somehow taking away our choice. And so it's really educating women on, you know, we need to be educated on on, on these subjects. You don't don't have to go full-blown into it, but you need to be aware. There needs to be an awareness. So it's also about the Goddess University is, is I'm creating, as as I call it, like the board of directors for your life. I always thought for me what I do is is I'm a one-time stop, one-time stopping approach to well-being. And so well-being is also spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, sexual, financial, cultural, political. So all of these different um, subject matters of really helping women become empowered in all aspects of their lives. So that's what the Goddess University is. So I have these beautiful team members, such as Jeff McDowell, who's also the co-author of my book. I have Diane Rosenfeld from Harvard Political. You know, she's with Title IX, Women's Rights. Right. I have um, Wade Davis from National Geographic, who's an explorer anthropologist. I have uh, Dr. Lois Frank, who's also an anthropologist, a very well-known chef. So the relationship with women and food and coming at it from a spiritual aspect. Also, she's a shaman. Um, I actually have my teacher and shaman from Peru who will also be teaching. So I have this beautiful um, circle. circle and colorful people that are around me who also are my friends and, and and colleagues, you know, so it's just really wonderful to bring them in. And teach online. That's exciting. So when can we look for that to be launched? I am waiting for that to be launched this March. So I have three new websites coming out. Um, I'm working on them right now. It's 25 years worth of work that I've been working on for the past two years now um, for this for this new awakening of myself. So I gave birth to my book in 2010. And now 2014, this is my new birth, which will be my three new three new websites in the Goddess University. Awesome. That's exciting. I have a lot going on. Well, I'm glad you have time to talk about this because once we are all empowered and goddessified, as I like to call it, then we can be goddesses in the bedroom, which is you have an upcoming workshop in Alberta, Canada in March called Goddess in the Bedroom. What does it mean to be a goddess in the bedroom? Sounds so juicy and Yummy, luscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love what I do. 
tell us. Oh, wow. Well, Goddess in the Bedroom actually started at Boot Camp for Goddesses. It's, um, it's a little session that I do in Boot Camp for Goddesses about awakening our sensuality and our sexuality and really defining what it is. Right. And our culture has definitely distorted them. And, uh, and so my own healing, for my own healing, I had to understand that myself. And so... Uh, I do this small session in boot camp for goddesses and the women were like, I never learned that. Oh my God's here. This is so much fun. You know? <laughs> and I want more of that. And I, I just kind of, they were so hungry, like panting, you know, and I, <laughs> wow. I said, okay. So I did a goddess in the bedroom teleconference and it sold out and everybody was just like, wow, I want more of this. And uh, so I said, all right, I'm going to create an actual workshop. Sweet. Well, it's more than just great sex. Like you talk about Tantra and Kama Sutra. And so, so I'm excited to hear about this. You know, Sierra, I feel like as women in our society, we've kind of in my generation anyway, and a lot of my listeners are around my age, we've kind of worked through the shame Uh, you know, we were raised, you know, be good girls. So I think a lot of us have worked through the shame, but um, still a lot of us still have body image issues and body, you know, sort of not feeling comfortable in our body. So uh, what do you do, first of all, prime, prime, the primary thing to, to like get us to feel, what can you recommend so that we can feel good about our bodies? And like, how do we like want to have sex when we feel like chubby? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. We beat ourselves up. We do, we do. But like, what's the first thing we can do? What's one thing we can do? You turn know, the lights, no, like, <laughs> turn the lights down. Yeah, well. But that's what women do. Candlelight. You know? No, I don't even want to do that. I want to just like be really happy with my body and feel really at home there. And I think a lot of us really do. Like, you know, and yoga helps. I know yoga helps. And I know you're a yogi. So what else can we do to kind of just before we get started with this whole idea of being a goddess in the bedroom? What's something we can do to just be at home in our bodies? Be in your body. Most women are not even in their bodies. Like you just said, we'll beat ourselves up. We'll look in the mirror and say, we're too fat. We're too this. We're too that. You know, no man wants to even come near that. That's insecurity. You know, you could have any shape, any figure. You can have any hang up. You know, we all have our weaknesses and we all have our strengths. And and the biggest thing that I've learned myself and I teach women is in your vulnerability is, is your power is your sensuality and your sexuality because what it's saying is, is that I'm open to and I am I am feminine in that space and place of being in my vulnerability a lot of women do not know how to be in their vulnerability they refuse to because of their perfectionism and in that perfectionism it cuts off your flow and fluidity um, of even being open to allow someone to love you or be with you Right. And women right. are too, too hard on themselves. So what is something that you might do in the workshop that we could maybe do at home, you know, while we're thinking about being a goddess in the bedroom? Um, can we can we do a breathing exercise or something to bring us into our body and feel really at home there? Is there something that you do in the workshop that we can use? To me, it's just enjoy your own femininity. And what is that for me? Physically, I like to take a beautiful bath. That's it a good one. Warm. It makes me relax. It makes me feel 
I'm in the element of water, which is very feminine and flowing. It calms down my nervous system. It makes me stop and feel of what's going on with my body in that moment in time. It allows me to um, breathe and meditate and feel. It's feel. Yeah, yeah. And sort of get in that sensual state and light some candles and create a ritual around it, maybe. Honor your goddessness. From there, I mean, every time I know in my relationships, you know, I've been single for 20 years. And in my relationships of with the men, the beautiful men that I've had in my life, is every time they knew I went into the bathtub, they knew, get prepared. <laughs> get ready, baby. They would light the candles for me, and they would actually just know that's my sacred space, that my beautiful temple, my body is getting ready for you to make love because I want to share myself with you. And in that space, place, I get prepared. You know, I need to let go of my day. I need to allow my beautiful femininity to be devoured by this gorgeous man that I'm going to make love with. I need to let go of the kids. I need to let go of whatever it is and create this beautiful space of union with my partner. And you can't do that if you're all heady and you're all in that space and place. And you have to space because he's not going to do it for you you have to do and in that you receive the rewards and it's so funny when I say to women you know we the the bedroom is our domain and the women are like god dang it I gotta take control of this too (laughs) resentment. there's an anger in it like I gotta you know I gotta put more energy into this he should be more romantic with me and blah 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 I'm like no you're not getting it yeah yeah, it starts, in, it starts, it's an inside job, right? <laughs> you know, in the tantric way of going into tantric, which is actually meaning weaving in union, um, the masculine and the feminine, and uniting with spirit and God, bringing that into your relationship, is the woman. She is the mystery, the magic. She is the place of where that union happens. And when a man with you and he's and you're uniting as one he feels that Mm. and he wants to come deeper into you not just physically but into you because you are you are helping him come into alignment with with his masculinity with his divinity and it's just absolutely stunning and so through the workshop that's what i help them do is lead their man you need to lead them in certain ways because of intimacy because that's you know that's not easy intimacy especially for men because they function differently and it's really helping women understand how men feel and how they think and honoring that and respecting it and how you work how does a woman work most women don't even know how they work because we're taught that as you said we're taught the shame and the guilt and all these things and it's getting rid of that so that you could totally be open to the gift and beauty of your own femininity And in that, he will honor it. And in that, he wants to please you. And it's just so interesting because how men and women reflect each other is women are so wound tight. This is why it's so hard for them to have orgasms that they will not lose control in the bedroom. They will not allow their man to give them total ecstasy because of what you just said, of all their hangups. You know, oh, I'm too fat. Oh, you know, whatever. Oh, you know. And these things make your body very tense. And so we fear the ex that a man brings us because we have to lose control. Mm, Yeah, that's huge. 
Yeah. He fears lose control in the way of he fears losing himself within you. Kyle, yeah. why does it have to be so complicated? Can't we just get down and have fun? <laughs> can. I mean, geez. I know. I know. So the women who come to your workshop, how long do you, are they saying that it takes for their partners to get on board with this once they've come home and sort of instituted some of these uh, ideas that they're learning? Oh my God, the men love it. I get emails or the men are like, honey, you need to go see Sierra again. <laughs> yeah, once a year, right? That's they're awesome. like, I don't know, whatever you did, just go back and do it. You know, in the beginning, they're so scared, like, oh my God, you know, she's going to come home empowered and start bossing me around and that, 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 you know, and so that's men's, that's men's fear, their definition of what empowerment means. And I always say to the men, are you kidding you should ever be so lucky. When a woman becomes empowered, she wants to share her wisdom. She wants to share her beauty. She wants to share her body. She wants to share every aspect with you. You are missing the boat because their definition is power over, you know, so that's their perception. That's what they've learned by, you know, through the years, through the, through the gosh, centuries of our male-dominated society. So back oh my god when women gather we're gonna take over the world well yeah it's our time you know yeah and it's good it's a pay there's a payoff for everybody do you have any stories about lives and relationships that have really changed after taking a goddess in the bedroom workshop yes many oh my gosh let's see one one story this is a great story one woman came and there's tantric exercises that i teach about breathing and looking into each other's eyes when you're not even making love yet you know, that's like the hardest thing for people to look into each other's eyes as you're making love. I mean, who doesn't want to see their lover or you giving your lover pleasure, you know? And so there's a, an exercise we do about teaching intimacy um, of looking into your partner's eyes. Now, for a man, it can be really scary. It's very intimate. Number two, it brings out the primal instinct, you know, animal instinct. And so this woman was staring. She went home and she did the exercises. And she emailed me and also called me. She gave me this beautiful testimony, but she called me up and she's like, Sierra, she's like, my husband started to cry. And now my dad was married for over 18 years. And she said that he has never, ever felt so loved by her. Aww. That moment. Now, the beautiful part of it was not one word was spoken. Aww, that's awesome. Gosh, you, that must have really meant a lot to you to hear that. That's great. Oh, yeah. I mean, that just led to them going deeper into intimacy because that's what we all want, right? We want we want these these layers of intimacy. And in that, it also brings up a lot of our stuff. You know, it's very healing. And can we ride the wave with it? You know, and so that's what tools that the women are given. It's not just like, hey, do I know how to give a great, excuse my language, but blowjob or, you know, great love. You can say that on a podcast. It's really cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. Let's grow up a little bit here. I mean, it's re- it's reality. Yeah. And a way of pleasing each other. And, and, you know, and also it's proven that women need 20 minutes of stimulation before they can even go into an, even think about going to an orgasm. And, and the beauty of a man is, is, oh, my God, I just want to devour you right now. But right. you have to slow him down. And that's what it's teaching is that you are in control of the pace and then once you totally surrender, then allow his maleness to just take over. Yeah, you know, we always use that metaphor of women are the crock pot and men are the microwaves. But I, I would really like to take it out of the kitchen because that just kind of ruins the mood for me. Do you have any better metaphors? 
sexier metaphors. A sexier metaphor? Oh I, I don't want to be a crockpot. I want to be a goddess. What? No, <laughs> women are the way. Women are the way. That's good enough. That's good enough. But work on that. Yeah, because I mean, it is true. It is true. It takes us a lot longer to warm up. And, and we really have to teach men that because sometimes they're quite impatient. But I say it's like a little bud. It's a flower bud. And you're yoni, which is <gasps> I don't, like the yoni is the beautiful essence of the divine. Instead of using the word vagina and all the women crack up. And I'm like, no, it's much sweeter, isn't it? Your yoni. Oh, yeah. I like that. Vagina, you know, and the word, the V word. And uh, so um, the sweetness. And if you had to think of your yoni using all of your senses, you know, what would it look like, feel like, taste like, sound like, you know? And so using all of your senses, this is how we can drop our energy into our beautiful pelvic floors, our yonis, and think of it as like this beautiful rosebud. And I always, you know, when men ask me questions, I mean, oh my God, I just start laughing, but I just kind of use a rosebud as an example, you know? Okay, you have this beautiful rose, and the bud is closed, and it also has thorns on it, right? And it's gorgeous. It has this beautiful aroma, and, and it's the silkiness of its petals, and you know, the firmness of the stem, yet, oh, it's got a little bit of thorn here, and which creates boundaries. You want to be with this beautiful flower, and you want to taste this flower, and you want to smell this flower, and you want to touch this flower. What is it doing? It's teasing them. You know, it's titillating them. It's awakening their senses as your senses. And slowly they have to understand that in order for this beautiful flower to into bloom and open it has to be nourished you know it needs a little bit of water it needs a little bit attention it needs a little bit of devotion and honoring its beauty and if you look at it that way and a man will look at you that way because you understand what your worth is and you understand your goddess then all he wants to do is be around it yeah yeah that's beautiful i like that so much better than the crock pot (laughs) (laughs) Man, really, you know, like, I mean, think of the rose and the bud of the rose and when it's in full bloom and the rewards that they will receive because of it. So that's what I'm talking about women leading is that they have to teach men. And believe me, they are willing to learn because all a man wants to do is make us happy and doing it in a very graceful and feminine way, not in a demanding way then, you know, men are great, you know, they, they're, you know, they're taught to be these engineers and do all these fabulous things. But, you know, each woman, the poor guys, each woman is totally different. Yeah, it's confusing for them, I think. I think we keep them guessing. But we need to rise to our highest Shakti nature, right? And be the goddesses. You know, you got to feel sorry for them. (laughs) I know, I know, poor fellas. (laughs) All right, ladies, if this doesn't inspire you to be a goddess in the bedroom, then you can go to one of Sierra Bender's Goddess in the Bedroom workshops. And the next one is March 8th and 9th in Alberta, Canada. For more information about Sierra, any of her programs, you can go to her website. Is it still sierrabender.com and every all the offshoots will be under that umbrella, Sierra? Yes, it is, Connie. Okay, awesome. Well, I'm excited this Valentine's week to uh, work on my relationship. <laughs> Watch out. And thank you so much. I hope you have some. Do you have any good plans for Valentine's Day? 
Me? No, not as of right now. Oh, you never know what'll happen. Who inspires you, Sierra? Like, who do you look to, to for inspiration? Wow, that's a good question. I know. <laughs> oh, for me, it's always nature. I just like to sit and be, like yesterday, I was on the beach, talk about sensual and sexual. This is what I'm talking about. Yesterday, you know, being in the mental part of doing all these websites, it's like, I just need a day to do nothing and just honor my body. And I went out on the beach. I live in Naples, Florida, on the sand with my friends, just having pleasure. You know, pleasure is not always about sexual, but just having great conversation and being with friends and, you know, feeling the sand underneath my toes and feeling the wind against my skin and getting into the water. That is very sensual. And feeling the sun on your body. And uh, as I'm leaving, driving, there's this huge bald eagle. My point is, is that if I wasn't in tuned with what I need for myself at that moment, sure, I could have, I could have worked out. I could have, which I was supposed to do, but that's not what my body wanted. I could have worked, which I was supposed to do, <laughs> but yeah. I just wasn't, I just couldn't be creative in that moment in space. Um, instead, I said, I need to nurture myself. I need to bring pleasure into my life. And then on the way home, seeing this huge eagle, bald eagle, that was such an, a, a blessing. And seeing this magnificent animal, I would have never had that day if I didn't know how to be open and receptive to what my body needed at that time. Right. So nature, that's what I mean, going back to nature, nature always inspires me to be grounded, to be open, to be feminine, to be strong, all of those things. It's not so much for me, another human being, it's, it's more or less spirit, God, nature. Yeah. And that's where it, all that divinity comes from. So yeah, well, thank you, Sierra. This has been a, another great conversation. I look forward to hearing more about your goddess university webinars will certainly help promote that on happy healthy you and happy valentine's day i love you you're the best you're the goddess of the world so can carry on with your great work thank you so much for having me and yeah so for all those goddesses out there um you know you know i always hear this too just to the pressure that men have for valentine's day <laughs> yeah truly to be romantic, to do this, to do that, you know, I just take the pressure off. Just, you know, yeah, just... I love it. That's a great mm -hmm. idea. That's a great idea. And we, we feel chubby anyway, so don't give us chocolates. <laughs> I'm speaking for myself. <laughs> way too many cookies. I'm running. I'm running, though. I'm doing a lot of running. So way too many cookies. Okay, Sierra, thank you so much. Until next time, carry on the great work. Thanks, Connie.